listening to Guinea Pig and Green. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Laura. We like talking about wellness and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. This week on the podcast, we're talking about traveling. Which is perfect timing for right now. Yeah, let's get to it. Ciao! Welcome back to Guinea Pig and Green. This is episode, what episode is this? Like nine? Nine, I think. Yeah. We're talking about traveling. And it's going to be a really good episode because I'm about to leave for a big trip and Laura just got back from a really cool trip to Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah. And this is actually neat though because this is the first episode that we're recording not in Montreal. Yeah. We both graduated this month. Yay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Um, and so we're... We met up in Toronto today, and we're recording the podcast afresh from a new location. Yeah, which is perfectly... So if we sound yeah. more mature, that's why. <laughs> we're adults now. We're on the real world. Yeah. So we're talking about traveling. We have a few different categories that we want to cover, and uh, we've drawn tips from like a few different blogs and sources and experience. So mm-hmm. um, I guess the first thing we should talk about is eating while you're traveling. Eating yeah. is, like, such a big part of travel. Um, if you haven't listened to the veg episode, you might want to rewind in the archives and listen to it. Episode four, veg episode. We're both uh, plant-based people. Yeah. so Which can make traveling hard harder sometimes. Definitely. Um, so we should probably talk about how we can stay veg and stay healthy. Because yeah. those two things are not always the same, you know, on the road. It's sometimes hard to mm-hmm. get healthy vegetarian food. Yeah, but um, even even healthy healthy food for anyone is, is hard. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. could be hard if you're eating out all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so here are a couple of tips yeah. that we have. So like our tip one is to try and always stay somewhere that has a kitchen or at the very least a fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really lucky when I was in Hong Kong because I was staying at my gungung's. That's my mom's dad place um so he does have a kitchen and a fridge there mm-hmm. which meant that even if we were going out for lunch during the day um it's much easier to prepare meals at home and know exactly what's going in to them yeah I think it's always a good idea it's also cheaper to buy um the ingredients for maybe one of your three meals a day and your snacks mm-hmm. and keep them at the the hotel or the hostel or wherever you're staying most hostels have a kitchen that everyone can use with a fridge that everyone can mm-hmm. use I've been looking into that as I've been planning my trip. Um, so that's a really great idea to just go to the grocery store when you arrive at your destination and pick up a few things. Mm-hmm. Hotels as well. If you can afford to stay in a hotel or if you're with your family, you can always request a room at some hotels that have either cooking space or they might have like a single stovetop for you or request a mini fridge. Um, and that's mm-hmm. going to make it a lot easier to go grocery shopping, which was our second tip. Yeah, so the kinds of things, not all things are practical, obviously, while you're traveling to pick up. Some of uh, the best kinds of things would be things like dried fruit or... Trail mix. Yeah, trail mix, nuts, yeah, uh, seeds, like pumpkin seeds are awesome, sunflower mm-hmm. seeds. Um, and th- these are things that you can find at a lot of grocery stores around the world. You can obviously experiment with the different things they have to offer. Um, that all the stores are going to have. Yeah. 
But But I find that, like, depending on where you go, sometimes you actually can't find the things that you would assume would be very easy to find. Mm. Like, when I was in France um, last summer, they peanut butter is not very I heard that. There. I heard that they don't really have peanut butter. And I am a yeah, peanut we butter aholic. <laughs> we know. <laughs> so, so you're cross to bear. Yeah. Right? I ended up finding, like, an almond butter, but it didn't even taste like the almond butter that you can buy right. here. Um, so I think that be no planning ahead and knowing that if there's something that you're going to miss, yeah. being able to bring those things with you. My yeah. mom and I actually did bring a jar of peanut butter to Hong Kong <laughs> when we went. Even um, if space is out of premium, sometimes there's trade-offs that you want to make for yeah. your health. So mm-hmm. that's not a horrible idea. Yeah. But I also, I also pack some snacks ahead that I like, such as Vega bars. Mm-hmm. Um, or any any good protein, yeah. plant-based protein bar. Mm-hmm. I like Pro Bars. They're like whole food, and a lot of their ingredients are organic mm-hmm. as well, and they have a lot of protein in them. So My if, mom loves Luna bars for the same reason. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So similar. it's perfect. Like, if you're in a pinch and, or in a situation where, for some reason, the only restaurants you can find can't cater to you, um, you can you can use one. Yeah, um, or like a handful of nuts will always tide me over, I find, um, if I'm really struggling and can't have anything to eat. Yeah. A handful of nuts is great. Mm-hmm. I also find things that I can bring, um, such as hemp, hemp seeds or chia seeds. Um, I mean, I got made fun of in France a lot for this, <laughs> but a lot of times I'd go to a restaurant and like the only thing they could really give me was like a salad with like iceberg lettuce and tomatoes in them. Right. So like being able to throw on some hemp seeds or chia seeds for just like that extra right. um, omega-3s or protein yeah. was like very helpful. And if you don't remember, a really good thing um, is just to put chia seeds in water and gulp it down. Like it's not the most mm-hmm. tasty thing on the planet, but it too will add like a good yeah. amount of protein to your diet. It's at least a little bit more palatable than eating the like mm-hmm. <laughs> raw seeds yeah. out of the... Out of the jar. Mm-hmm. And staying hydrated. Yes. So I think it's an amazing idea to always have a water bottle with you. I'm sure every, most everyone brings a water bottle with them when they go traveling, but in case it just never crossed your mind, um, bringing one that's uh, lightweight. Yeah. Um, on my travels, I decided this morning that I'm going to be bringing a vapor water bottle, which is like a plastic sack that can roll up really, really small when you're not using it. So I can just stuff it anywhere in my bag mm-hmm. and it's super lightweight. Or That's Clean cool. Canteen is a great I love brand. I love my Clean Canteen. I, I actually, love it too. I actually had a Clean Canteen that I left on a bus in France and oh. it like devastated me. Yeah. Um, but I bought it. Awesome. I bought a new one as soon as I could and it goes almost everywhere with me. Mm-hmm. Um, even in my purse, like I'll yeah. fill it. You have the small, the nice. It's like a it's like a medium size. Yeah. But I, yeah. <laughs> it's medium, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah like I (laughs) you can't go wrong I mean staying hydrated is the best way to like not get too angry or cranky on the road too so but it also means that you're not buying disposable water bottles oh totally a lot of the time like I mean this is a perfect time to do the travel episode because we're coming up on summer Mm -hmm. um and it's going to be really hot in some of the places we're traveling. Yeah. So staying hydrated is so important, mm-hmm. but being able to do so without having to throw a bottle every time you go through yeah. 500 milliliters of water yeah. is um, also going to be really good for the environment. Mm-hmm. So as long as you can check to make sure that the water that you're getting is yeah, safe, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I am such an advocate of having a water bottle oh, totally. wherever you go. It's also just very practical, too, because if 
can get water really quickly. You don't have to go spend money. It's a waste of money, too, to go and spend money every time. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to pick your brain about traveling lightly because I know that it's really good from the standpoint that it uses less energy mm-hmm. um, because, because it you need less fuel to transport you. Yeah. less heavy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think even from the standpoint where you just have less mental clutter, Mm-hmm. If you have fewer things with you, because mm-hmm. you're going to, how long is your trip again? Yeah. So I'm going on a three month trip, uh, through Europe and I decided really, really early on in my planning that I was just traveling with a carry on only. Um, and there's a bunch of different decisions, like a different factors that went into that decision. And like you said, I, um, you know, the fact that heavy bags are just like heavier and they use yeah. more fuel and it would be better if everyone traveled more lately, but also just the fact like I'm going to be a girl traveling um, for some of the trip on my own. I never wanted to have someone come up to me. Like I never wanted to look like I was struggling with my bag and have someone offer to help me with my bag. I wanted to be able to have my hands free when I'm in a new city. <laughs> an independent woman. Yeah. Independent woman. <laughs> Can I say Jeez. that on the podcast? Of course. <laughs> um, and then, you know, to have my hands free to be able to navigate or whatever. Um, and also just mentally to never have to wait for your bag and to never have to be stressed that someone's going to lose your luggage. You always have all of your things with you. It's just so much more flexible, I think. And it just made so much sense to me. I mean, ultimately, you don't really need that many things. Like, once you have a week's worth yeah. of clothes, like, you're good. You know, I have these underwear. I'm going to talk about my underwear on the podcast. It's happening. <laughs> I have um, these underwear. I have one pair that are merino wool. And they dry um, like in a couple of hours, so I can hang them overnight and wash them in my sink. Um, and then I recently found that Lululemon, because merino wool underwear are usually around like I'm gonna put it out there, they're like thirty dollars for um, a pair, for like one pair. Does that mean two? No, that means one. Okay, means one, one underwear item. One underwear <laughs> are like thirty bucks, and it's really steep. But I recently found that Lululemon has a great. Uh, pair of panties that also dry really quickly. They're super, super lightweight, and they're also a really great option. So um, that's a way to save space. Anyway, it's good to, like, wash a lot of hostels that I've been looking at. Um, not a lot, but some of them have laundry facilities that you can pay an extra few euros for. And so it's you don't really need that much stuff. Like, yeah. then you break it down. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of my reasoning behind it. Um, it was mainly the mental clutter for me, yeah. actually, personally. So, like, I saw you had a pretty intense decision-making process about what, <laughs> about what bag you it's wanted to get. my personality, yeah. Yeah, so what did you end up getting? I got the L.O. Bean Quick Load Travel Bag, and it's a really awesome bag. We'll link to it in the show notes, but it's, like, hinges open like a suitcase, and it's a backpack that converts to uh, the backpack straps stow away, so you can carry it as a suitcase mm-hmm. if you, like, need to get down, like, a narrow aisle somewhere or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a really awesome bag. Cool. And it's small enough that it'll work as a carry-on in place. Oh, yeah. So there's a whole world of, like, maximum carry-on size <laughs> bags, um, which is uh, 14 by 22 by 7. <laughs> it is maximum carry-on internationally. So, yeah. yeah. We'll link to I can link to my spreadsheet in the show notes for anyone who's <laughs> looking into a carry-on size bag. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I feel like this episode kind of ties in a lot of the things that we've previously talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even things like multi-purpose items that yeah. we talked about in the cosmetics episode. Yeah. So Dr. Boners was a big one. Yeah. And basically 
choosing items that a lot of items that are non-toxic can be used for a variety of things. Yeah, so, so it's not only practical because of all these fluid restrictions that we have now, you know, the 3.3 yeah. ounces or whatever it is. So it's practical in that way because you actually can't bring that much stuff. So bringing um, something that can act as many different things yeah. is really smart. And also, like you said, if it's non-toxic, it's healthy for you as well. So yeah. it's a way better option than waiting until the last minute and then buying something on the spur of the moment when you get there. You have the lavender one, right? The Dr. Bronner's lavender. For traveling, I have the Dr. Bronner's lavender 18-purpose uh, one, but I also have used the citrus one. My sisters used the peppermint one. All nice. the flavors are really nice. I have to say I loved uh, when I was in France, instead of bringing a body wash and a face wash with me, mm -hmm. I already have my Diva cup, so I brought my Diva wash with me. Mm -hmm. um, and that is also uh, paraben SLS free. Yeah. Uh, so it, I always washed my face. I used it as a body wash and a face wash as well as. Yeah. A, it comes in a travel size. Um, no, I didn't. I had a suitcase, so oh, right. you were yeah, so it was slightly bigger. But honestly, this it's concentrated. Mm -hmm. So if you were to get a smaller size or mm -hmm. even put it in a smaller size container, right, it would it could last you three months. Like I yeah. couldn't even tell you how long I've had it. It's um, it's probably something very similar where it's been. Yeah, yeah. Um, Seems kind of like just spectro gel or something. Yeah, how it is in my head. Mm -hmm. Even just having this one bottle, it's been so helpful and it's lasted yeah. so long. It's really smart. Um. While we're on the subject of the Diva Wash, if there's any ladies listening to the podcast right now. Okay, tampons take up so much and, <laughs> and pads take up even more room. So yeah. Bleep. Um, Are you going to bleep me? I'll bleep you. You're going to have to figure out how to do that. It um, may work for me. I'm sorry, I swore on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> You're just going to have to tell your nanny that you swore. My granny. Your granny swore. Oh, she'll be fine. <laughs> she'll give you the scolding. Yeah. Um, but, yes, feminine hygiene products take, take up a lot of space. And they're hard on the environment, too. They, ugh. Yeah, if any of you have ever had feminine, feminine hygiene product guilt, as I have had over the years, which I have, I actually remember thinking, I'm like, oh, this is so much yeah. waste. It is a lot of waste. And once you learn to use the Diva Cup, I'm telling you, it's, first of all, it's not that hard. We need to not, as women, be not that scared to touch our private parts. Like, let's be real here. I read an <laughs> article about that the other day about how, like, tampon applicators were created because... Wait, I read that too. Because... Why did you post it on Facebook? I don't know why. It was about. Um, because men were like, oh, that's dirty. Women shouldn't touch their dirty parts. Anyway, we're getting into moral issues here, but... The point is, the Diva Cup is such a practical solution. It is. It could not be more practical. It weighs next to nothing. It takes, takes up, up so next to no space. It's totally good for your body. It's totally made of, like, um, silicon, and it's yeah. medical-grade silicon. It's so practical. And also, there's no risk of you getting toxic shock syndrome. You can wear it for 12 hours straight. 12 hours. So that 12 means hours straight. So don't give me any of this flack about, like, not having a bathroom that you'll be able to do it in because you can literally leave it in there for 12 hours yeah, so, without ever having a problem. So if you're leaving your hostel in the morning and coming back at night, exactly, that should be fine. And you don't want to use the bathroom at like any sketchy cafe, whatever. And even if you did have to do have to change it, it's a lot less messy than... Anyways, this is where we're getting into... We're getting into <laughs> deets, but suffice to say, yeah. um, I cannot think of a better space product saver. space saver it's just so much it makes so much sense to me and if you can get over your initial sort of 
fear of it, I guess. I guess it would be a fear. Most people are a little bit worried. Um, if you can get over that, um, it's too yeah. golden. It's, I can't, it's such a smart idea. I can't think of. Yeah. I can't, I can't praise the Diva Cup enough. No. I'm so either. if you want to talk about it. And I also recently <laughs> read a memoir. Hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> I recently read a memoir of a girl, a woman who went uh, for a long hiking trip and she brought a menstrual sponge, which is sort of similar. I don't know if it's as. Like, um, like from a sea sponge? I think it's similar to that. Yeah. Okay. And it's a similar idea because no backpacker would be caught dead with that much space lost in their pack. Like, yeah. space is at a premium and so is weight. So mm-hmm. look into it. It's really just such a smart idea. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then that brings us to the final thing I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about, and that's how do we get exercise in when we're on the road. Yeah. So you and I both have a pair of – we're lucky enough to have lightweight running shoes. And then again, I must say, like, weight is not always – um, a factor for everyone. Yeah. Like if you can carry your pack, then yeah. but my that's shoe, totally fine. My shoes also take next to <laughs> like they they don't take up very much. I don't room. know if you know what Laura looks like, but she's <laughs> like five foot and has size four feet, <laughs> and her shoes are tiny. Anyways, so adorable. Uh, right now, Steph and I are both running using Nike Minimus shoes. Uh, New Balance Minimus. New, new, sorry, New Balance Minimus. And <laughs> they have they have the Vibram sole. It's yeah. like a very thin sole, which means that they just they just fold right up. They also <laughs> weigh, ne- like, they weigh next to nothing. Yeah. The light issues. So I'm bringing those with me on my trip, and that's going to be an awesome way for me to get into exercise. Um, it's just by running around mm-hmm. um, in them. Yeah. So that's good. If you're not lucky enough to have ultra-portable running shoes, um, maybe choose a running shoe that you could also walk around in to some extent so that you can save on space. Yeah. Another option that I've heard about but have not tried is the yoga paws. Yeah, I've heard of that too. So they're like portable, it's like a portable yoga mat that just is like, it's like fingerless mm-hmm. gloves that you put on and then, and on your feet too, and they just start sort of sticky mm-hmm. like the way a yoga mat is. You can do them on any surface. They seem really cool. It's almost just a good idea anyway. Um, or also, you can, if you if you have uh, the time to look online, there are a lot of gyms around the world uh, mm-hmm. that they offer either your first time there is discounted right. or even free. Um, so you a can lot of get, yoga studios are like that You can too. get a pass for a couple days at whatever mm-hmm. gym you're at, and you can actually move around. Um, so looking into your options there. Because mm-hmm. uh, yoga studios often do yeah. that. There would be like five dollars for your first class or yeah, whatever the case may be. So yeah, no. When when my mom and I were in Hong Kong, we did that, um, and they have a lot of discounts for Hong Kong citizens, mm-hmm. which both of us are now. Um, so and that's like your first class. You can you that's can awesome. test out a bunch of things. So we were able to get in real workouts when we were yeah. when we were in Hong Kong. A so, little research goes a long way. Definitely. And the last thing I would say would just be to try and walk as much as possible, first of all, because it's just a great way to experience a city, I think, um, is to just walk around and get a feel for it. That's where you're going to get the most experiences, mm-hmm. rather than struggling your way through a foreign metro system or whatever the case may be. I refuse to, in airports, I refuse to take the, like, walking Ele- treadmill thing. Because... It's, it's fun I, sometimes. But I don't get it. I don't... You're <laughs> about to sit on a plane for... Yeah. X number of hours like yeah. why do you need to be not moving I, I try to move around at, at 
airports as much as I can. Like It's fun to walk on those. Do you ever walk on them? No, I walk beside them and try to keep up with the people on them. Nice. <laughs> but also just t- taking the stairs while everybody's crammed themselves into escalator space. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're able to, amazing. And I'm sure with your pack as well, that'd be like a really good... It's a good workout. A way your body your... is, I think, the best set of weights <laughs> to in your pack too. Yeah. It's just walk around. I think I'm going to be walking as much as possible. Yeah. So try to stay healthy. Try to stay hydrated. Try to look in advance, research yeah. things. There's a great website called Happy Cow that we'll link to in the show notes. Oh my gosh, Happy Cow is amazing yeah. for vegetarians you can just and vegans. Put in the postal code or the name of the city that you're in, and it will tell you the closest vegetarian restaurants and food shops. So that's a great resource. We'll link to all this stuff in the show notes. Yeah. I think we covered everything. Yeah, happy travels, guys. Happy travels.